Cinema. Welcome back to Horror Cinema. I'm your host, Gregor Local Metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you In Bruges. Yeah, man, and I had seen this movie years ago, man. I want to say high school or something. Damn, that long ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, And I think it was a newer movie when I saw it. Like, it was on... I feel like I watched it on HBO or some shit. Well, it came out in 08, I think, I want to say. Did it come out in 08? No. Couldn't have been that. I think so. I'll double check. If it was 08, then I was living on the north side back then. I was out of school, yeah, but... 08. Yeah, okay. Well, I was out of school then. Yeah. I must have just been at my house when I saw it then. Right. I was younger. But anyways... Uh, a while ago. This movie right here, man, it, it, it gives me faith in Colin Farrell again. Right. Yeah, well, between this and... I mean, I think he did a great job in The Batman, but I mean, they made him look like you can't even tell it's him, so... I mean, The Gentleman... Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I forgot about that, dude. Okay. Before the last two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say I had lost faith in there Colin There was Farrell. a time where he just did the worst movies. Dude, it was like, just like he couldn't pick a fucking winner. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And even, I loved Colin Farrell when he first came out, man. Even in Minority Report, I love Minority Report. He wasn't that great in it. Like, he wasn't like a standout. Like, he did fine. Right. My, I think Miami Vice was the downfall. Like yeah. he started just taking the paychecks after that. Probably. Because, you know, you think Daredevil, you know, you, you think some of the real bad ones mm-hmm. that he was in, that it's just like, holy shit, boss. Right. But then he drops like a little gem because like, I think he really is an underrated comedian because he's fucking great and horrible bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he's definitely comedic. And he's just like, this might be my favorite movie he's in. This. Like, so I got my, uh, the wife got me a poster that's like hundred greatest movies you should watch. So I was looking through it and I'm like, what the fuck is in Bruges? And I was like, whatever, I've never heard of it before. And then I was watching some list movie, like most underrated movies you should be watching or something like that. I remember when I first saw it, like I couldn't believe I was like, how have I never heard of this fucking movie? Like right. this was really good. Right. And they were like in Bruges and that list. I'm like, what the fuck is in Bruges? Like, why is it like randomly popping up? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy the movie. Or I think I rented it. I was like, I'm just going to rent it. I'm going to watch it just to say I did. Right. And I fucking adore this movie. It's I loved really it good. so like, much. I'm mad that I don't own it. Yeah. Like, I might have to go home and look because I feel like I do, but I don't, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, after watching, I was like, why the fuck don't I own this movie? I it's a this nice movie. little hidden gem. And you gave me Snatch, and it just really, it's not the same as Snatch. It's not the same. But no, no, that, no, but it, comedic, I get the vibes. I get the vibes. The comedic yeah. vibes are there. Yeah. I love the fucking um, little interaction that Colin Farrell has outside of that uh, tower mm-hmm. with that family. That is fucking hilarious. I bust out laughing every time. It is fucking... Well, let's get into it. What is this movie about? Okay. um, It's about two hitmen that are having to go... They get a phone call from their boss, and he says... Their handler. And he says, I need y'all to go to Bruges. Hang out for a couple days. See the sights. Enjoy yourselves. And then I'm going to call you, and then I'll tell you who you're But why is he sending them to Bruges? Why is he telling them to go there? Because there's a reason. I thought it was because Colin Farrell kills the priest, but he accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't find that out at the beginning. Yeah. But that's the reason he sends him to in Bruges. You find that, find that out later. I was going to like, let it just kind of trickle in, man. You're just going straight to the third. I was just given to the whole plot of the movie. I'm telling you the plot. The first 10 (laughs) minutes, they didn't just drop everything. Like, no, we got a little mystery. Okay. Okay. A little mystery. They're fucking with it. Right. Right. Let me sprinkle it. 
Because this isn't like a this. You know, most of the movies we do are like fifteen. Well, fuck, this is fifteen years old. Damn yeah, near. yeah, yeah. Well, it's fourteen right. technically. So I will say, and this is not a more known movie. Yeah. Like we did Snatch. Like everybody's seen fucking Snatch. This like, is true. This is a very under. You know what I mean? This is under, under the, the radar. radar. Great movie. Um, it belongs on those lists. That's what I'm saying. But anyways, they get to the town, and first thing you hear out of Carl Farrell's mouth, but it's a shithole. You know, and he's got his full Irish on in this one, which is yeah. even better because I like the roles where he's allowed to talk how he likes. Well, fun fact is they were supposed to be British, but then the two actors came on and the director's like, just be Irish because you're that's who you are. So I, I always thought that that guy was either Irish or Scottish. Yeah. Um, I so, love that's why I was doing. I was pulling up my damn IMDb. Right. And I love that part where he's like, you know, if you would open your mind, you would really like it here. He's like, if I was raised on a farm, it'll fucking fuck, retard. It was a fucking retard. <laughs> but I'm not. I raised in Dublin. I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny in this movie. He does, man. Like I said, this might be my new favorite, like, care uh, Colin Farrell movie because uh, I ain't gonna lie. My, my other one is. Uh, American Outlaws and I get it like I went back and watched it and it's straight cheese and he's trying his best to use an American accent and it's just <laughs> hilarious but uh, I've never seen it oh man like I don't know if I'll give it to you but like I'll let you borrow it if right. you want to watch it <laughs> it's got a great little uh, like squad around it's kind of like Young Guns like mm-hmm. the, like a newer Young Guns kind of right they could have called it Young Guns 3 if they didn't use like any of the characters or oh no because they use Jesse James it called Farrell plays Jesse James oh oh yeah so interesting yeah I might have to check it out it could be Young Guns 3 but like <laughs> it's like a newer age cast it's like the 2000s like half the cast of American Pie and like it's like the remake reboot kind you know? of but uh I <laughs> found it I found it very entertaining yeah. uh as a kid, but then I went back and realized that it's super historically inaccurate. <laughs> Some like, movies are, but if they have fun with it, I can forgive it. Well, the ending, you know, like just kind of, I don't know. Anyways, but, uh, what was I going to say? That's what I was doing. I was looking at this up, but yeah, um, the guy that plays a uh, kid, fantastic actor. I love him and gangs of New York. Yes. He's great. He's that. amazing. You know, it's funny. It's in Bruges, but they, you know, it has the S. So, like, us Americans want to say Bruges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's Bruges. I say in Bruges in yeah. my head, but when I say it out loud, I say Bruges. Yeah, like, I look at it and, like, my, I just want to say is Bruges. <laughs> but anyways, let's look up this cast. Great. The director, Mark, Martin McDonough. I don't know if he's done any other movies, but, like, if he does, I might want to check one out. because Seven Psychopaths. Oh, I like that movie. A lot I, of people didn't like that movie, but I like it. I started to watch it. I wasn't in the mood to like watch that kind of movie, and I never went back and watched it. I still own it. I bought it when it came out, and I still have yet to go back and like check it out. So maybe we'll do it on the podcast one day. Brennan, Brennan Gleason. Yes. Great great actor. Um, Colin Farrell. Rafi and his old Voldemort himself is in this. He probably my favorite part of this movie he i ain't gonna lie he is a fantastic fucking villain like you know what i mean and the phone conversation between him and ken is one of the funniest parts of this fucking when movie. his wife comes in that fucking room yeah i die laughing that is shit is so fucking funny that's great and then like when he's like go see if he wants to go down to the pub 
Okay. He's like pretending and like actually walking over, opening the door, shut it, go outside, make sure he's not there. I'm I'm pretty sure I just saw him leave. He's not there. Yeah, yeah. Do you fucking know? Go check. So he has to have a fake conversation with Who's gonna find a man bowling alley in a medieval fucking town? <laughs> That's what it's very snatch like, man. That 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 British humor. That it's dry, that dry humor, yeah, like dude. when he was talking to the the guy that sells him guns or whatever. Yes, he's like, did you ha- did he ask you about the what was it called? Not cul de sacs, but um, he was on me about the fucking alcoves. The alcoves, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyway, I knew I had to call you, Mister Walters, because well, I knew he wouldn't kill him when he started talking when I mentioned the alcoves. Uh, dude, they fuck with that one-eyed dude so bad, man. So bad. Oh, my God. That's some of the best parts. Colin Farrell, great scene with him, but he shoots him in the eye with a fucking blank. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those movies that I was like, have you seen Umbrugia? Like, yeah, i seen it. I liked it. I was like, I feel like you would like it a lot more. Like, yeah, I, like You I weren't said, as excited about it like I expected you to be. Right. Um. Well, it's just been so long. You know, like I said, I remember the good part about it, but I just remember. And then I, when I got through with it, I said, nah, I remember why I don't watch it a lot because I hate the ending. Like, I get it. Like, it had to happen. It's necessary. But, like, I don't know. It just kind of, and it kind of leaves it open. Like, you know, if they wanted to go back, you know, he could have possibly lived. Maybe, but I feel like it's such a. It's a good story with it ending the way it does. It's the reason I like it so much is it's such a perfect script. It's all set up in the first half and then everything pays off. Even like the smallest things just pay off. Right. And I just love how tight the script is. I don't know. I I, like I said, it's great how it is, but I don't know. It's like Colin Farrell is such a good character and that like you rooting for him, like you want him to make it out. And what's really funny is he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like he really doesn't deserve it, but like that's, but like for some reason, like that's how well, it is like you, you, you still kind of want him to win. That's like, what, it, well, it's all about the movie's all about like morality and you know, values and shit like that. But it's, I just thought it was super interesting how they can take this character like Colin Farrell and he's kind of a dick, he's kind of an asshole, but he has these redeeming qualities that like I kind of well, root for the guy. It's kind of like you know, it's like a criminal code kind of almost like you know how they say like if you go to prison, you could murder twenty people as long as one of them wasn't a woman or a child. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna have to worry about anything in there. Like he had no mental block at all about blowing a priest away. Yeah, he shoots that dude four or five times like it's nothing. Yeah. But obviously when he realizes he kills that kid that which, by the way, very. uh, Visually stunning. I I mean, I wouldn't say visually stunning. I mean, I mean, like it looks real. Visually shocking. Yeah. I mean, like. uh, And the little note. Yeah. His prayers, dude. It's the saddest. Breaks your it's heart. one of the saddest fucking scenes I've ever seen in a movie, yeah. dude. Like, honestly. And, dude, like, Syrian fucking, what's his name? Uh, the guy that did Steppenwolf's voice mm-hmm. fucking shows up for that five seconds <laughs> in, in the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Ray and Ken are the two hitmen. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell is Ray. Brendan Gleeson is Ken. And I will say this. Uh, you know, now that I've gone back and watched all these movies with you and we do this, like, you appreciate the shots more, the cinematography more. And this is uh, like, I've never been there, but I want to go just because of how old and cool and gothic everything looks. Like. You know, what's really funny is I was listening to a lot of reviews about this movie to see like what other people thought about it. 
And there were actually a few people that went to Bruges because of this movie. Yeah, because, I mean, um, Ken's character does a great job because he's a history buff and he enjoys stuff like that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you do something like that for a living, I would imagine that you have a lot of sleepless nights. Right. At first, maybe, you know, unless you're just a psychopath, cold-hearted killer. (laughs) I'm sure there's those out there, but, you know... You kind of like he says he has a great line about it. he says I've forgiven myself he goes I know what I do for a living he goes but most of the people that I did this to I know they're bad people right he goes but there always is that one that I feel bad about he goes I just had to kill this guy's brother because he was trying to defend his brother who mm-hmm. wouldn't do it you know yeah and you know then Colin Farrell has a great bit about well what do you what, what, he came at me with a bottle he goes that's a fucking self defense he goes you should feel bad about killing him he's like <laughs> he was a fucking lollipop man. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well how old was he he was 50 I guess <laughs> he's like well what the fuck you feel bad about it? he's a 50 year old lollipop man <laughs> but uh but yeah like um so he appreciates things like beauty in life because he's taken lives right and yeah. I like that contrast that like he's he's reflected on the stuff that he's done like you know and I feel like that's what a lot of people would would not just with killing people but anything hard in life like mm. you reflect on the stuff that you've made through that you've went through and like you try to find beauty in, in other things you know to appreciate life more i would imagine right you know and uh are we just jumping around because on that note i want to oh yeah go ahead good ahead. well i was just gonna say like you were saying like he feels bad for having to kill people but it's his job right so um he his boss told him to kill colin farrell's character mm-hmm so he's like, fuck it, it's part of my job, it's what I gotta do. And then he goes to kill Colin Farrell, but then Colin Farrell is about to shoot himself. And that's when the the, the dynamic shifts mm-hmm. because he realizes he cares about Colin Farrell. Like he's willing to take his own life because of what he's done. He feels sympathy for his character, so he decides not to go through with it. Well, in that same conversation when he's talking about the killing the lollipop, the guy's brother and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. else, and he goes, I know what you're trying to talk about. He goes, of course you know what I'm trying to fucking talk about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, he's like, this kid's never going to see this shitty place. And it's because of me. Like, yeah, he's, he's only, he's making jokes because he doesn't have anything else. Like he doesn't know what else to say because like he, he doesn't know what to do. Like he's so fucked up about what he did that he doesn't want to go on living anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I said, it was just crazy because he had no problem killing that priest. Like, it was nothing. Like, he blew that dude away. Like, it was right Tuesday afternoon. But right. obviously, you know, that and, you know, I think it would fuck anybody up. Oh, 100%. And I uh, and I understand where Harry's coming from because uh, when I got to that part of the movie when him and Ken are having that conversation and he's just like, he's like, he killed a fucking kid, man. Mm-hmm. He goes, you got to have principles. Like, you can't let this guy keep fucking going. Exactly. He goes, because... If he kills a kid, he goes, what's to stop him from doing this or that or, or anything else? Yeah. He goes, you got to put a dog down sometimes. like, And I get it. Um. So I, well, I forgot where I was going with it. But. <laughs> but that's what I was saying is I like how he feels sympathy. It's like killing him. Yes. Right. But he sees how tortured he is. And he wants to and see, he, and he sees that, that he wants to do better. Yeah, right? he yeah, exactly. It's not like he's taking pride in doing that thing or like he doesn't care. And it's never really talked about, but like I always feel like 
it was kind of like Ken was kind of his uh, mentor, mm-hmm. like brought him along or type, you know, or like, well, yeah, because Ken was the, He's been doing this for a while. Right. He's like the vet and Colin Farrell is like, I right. mean, he's been doing it too, but. Uh, no, this is, that was his first job. Oh, really? Was that was it? his first hit job. That's what I was going to say uh, in the beginning of the movie is this was his first hit job and he fucking accidentally kills the kid. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the whole movie itself, like I can't tell you, like this is probably one of the ones that I had seen it and I still was like, so I was almost like watching it new again. Oh yeah, you know, I didn't see the little it that, details. I didn't see it that long ago, but rewatching it, I was like, I forgot so much about this. It's so, it seems like such a simple story, but there's so much in it. That's what I was saying. Like, it's got so much packed into that fucking hour and forty, dude. Like, yeah, it really is just a complete movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, touching on the. <laughs> When he's waiting and the Americans are asking about the bell tower, he's like, well, you're not going to be going up there. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, because you're I'm not trying to, it's, I'm not kidding. It's a lot of winding, narrow stairs. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm not. Or he's like, I'm not being funny about it. He goes, what are you implying? He goes, what am I implying? You've heard of fucking elephants getting up there. And the dude tries to fucking swing on him, but he's so big and so beast that it's so slow. he's running out of breath. And Colin Farrell's like, come on, fatty, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> he can't even get him. But did you catch at the end of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, be careful. There was an American that had a heart attack earlier. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Just little subtle stuff. Oh, I like Everything has a payoff by the end of when the movie. When he tells that dude, when he's because he's like got change that he's trying to pay to go. Oh, there yeah, yeah, yeah. It. And he is 490 and it's five euros. <laughs> and he's like, it's just 10 cent, man. Can y'all like, can you help a brother out? Like, <laughs> dude's like, five dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he pulls out a 50, and that's the whole reason he didn't want to break the fucking 50. And he's like, you enjoy your work. I do. <laughs> he pushes all that shit back to him and at the end uh him and uh harry he's going to kill kid yeah yeah and kid's like man if i'm gonna get killed i at least want to get killed with a view like let's do it up there ain't gonna be nobody up there and uh that same guy from the beginning of the movie tower's closed tonight and fucking ray fiennes you know harry thinks he's like some big dick man he's just gonna be like here man here's a hundred bucks mm-hmm. chill the fuck out like we're gonna go up there and the dude starts pointing on his fucking foot, which, by the way, like, I get it. He's a big dude. Right. You know, your security or whatever. But, like. It's a little aggressive. Tapping the fuck out of this man's head, like, bro. <laughs> he just starts pistol whipping the shit out of this guy because Ken just steps around him because he already knows what's about to happen. Yeah, he knows what time it is. <laughs> He's like, I've known Harry. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't shoot the shit out of him, honestly. That's what I thought he was going to do, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he pistol whips that dude into next week. And then they go up there and they have a really great scene, man. I do really like this scene a lot. Um, because Harry, like, you know, he's got a lot of respect for Ken and he's just like, hey, man, like. Yeah, pull they your go gun, like way back. Pull your fucking gun. I'm going to pull my gun. And uh, well, you, it gives you a little break into that because of when he said I had a wife and she was killed, you know, where would I? He's like, did you did they get the guy who killed him? He goes, a friend of mine did. Harry. He goes, so, like, it lets you know that, like, that's why he's doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why he's willing to kill Ray, because Harry killed 
the dude that killed his wife for him. Right. You know what I mean? Like he feels like he owes him for life. Yeah, exactly. Which I could I get that. So like I said, it's such a good fucking story, man. It's I don't so know good. if the guy that directed it wrote it too, but like I think so. I don't want to speak, but I think he did. But I'm telling you, bro, that is And we haven't even touched on like the crux of the movie, or not the crux, but the fucking midget, because those Oh, scenes... I was getting to it, bro, because I have to Okay. It's not my guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Jordan Prince. This dude does a fantastic fucking job, dude. And I feel bad because it's a lot of humor at their expense. Well, that's the that's Colin Farrell's character is he's supposed to be kind of like doesn't care about your feelings. He's just going to say what's on his mind. Yeah. Like calling those Americans elephants. Like he's just going to say things. He's just Irish. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just Irish. He's just going to exactly. fucking say it. Like, but yeah, that is his. I guess that is. But his the fucking midget is racist, so it's hard to feel bad for him. Right. And that's what they do. Is like uh, the midgets are racist. Fucking. He has like a whole bit that he does like twice, three times in the movie about midgets killing themselves. Yeah, you know a lot of midgets lost themselves. Like he says it like three times. She's like, they like to be called dwarves. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to be called one thing, but you called another. <laughs> Having to always be looked at like little, like little creatures. Like he's just always like, uh, but it's great because uh, Colin Farrell goes on a date with this with this chick Chloe, which I've seen a few. I've seen her in a yeah, few things. Yeah, I feel like I have seen her in some. Yeah. Um. And he takes her out to this nice restaurant. And he gets dressed up for it, and like he really likes this girl. Like, and he asks Ken like what he should say, what he should do, because he doesn't do dates and stuff. Um. Fun fact. He actually is wearing the same outfit in the whole movie, except for the flashback. Oh, yeah. The flashback where he kills a priest. That's the only time he's wearing a different outfit. <laughs> he's literally wearing the same thing in this whole movie. Yeah, he just like has a jacket he has yeah, on yeah, yeah. and off. Show it like was that. in the little trivia thing. And I was like, shit, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> the button it up. Button yeah, yeah. It down. But yeah. Um, anyway. So he takes to this nice restaurant and. She is blowing smoke right in these people's fucking It is faces. the smoking area. I get that, but like, <laughs> she didn't have to be that fucking asshole with it. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Like, she's pretty much ashed on their plates. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it is like going in the smoking section and then blowing it in their face. I get it. He's a Kevin. You know, shut the fuck up, bro. It's the smoking section. Like, what'd you expect? You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> Breathe through your mouth, my guy. Like, but. At the same time. Yeah, you could be a little respectful. You could keep that shit down here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't got to have it like, that'd be like if I had something Two inches lit. from their face. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg, come here. Sorry, what? Like, <laughs> you got to get around the smoke to see me. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Colin Farrell fucking knocks this dude the fuck out. And then the chick goes at him with the bottle. They got a couple good bottle jokes in this movie. So he fucking lays her out, too. I know. In the movie, he's like, I don't usually hit women. But if they're coming at me with a bottle. I don't want you to think I'd do that on a regular, but (laughs) it's a weapon. That's self-defense. She could know kung fu. (laughs) But it's fucking kung fu. Uh, Was he a Vietnamese man? No, he was a fucking lollipop man. What would a lollipop man know kung fu for? <laughs> That's one of the funniest parts of the whole fucking movie, man. But anyways, when they're leaving, they're partying with the with with the uh, with the dwarf, and mm-hmm. they got these hookers and hookers he, and blow, yeah, hookers and blow, and acid and all kinds of shit. Like, right, he robs her. But anyways, after the date, 
because she has, I guess, I guess like a thing. She's an actress, but she's still struggling to make money. So she has her ex-boyfriend come by and like rob people like when they're trying to hit it. And uh, that's when she's like, I got to make a phone call. And he thought she was going to dip on her because he had just knocked a couple out during dinner. Right. It's such an outrageous thing, but it's hilarious. Like she, she gives him like a like a like passionate kiss to let her know, like I'm just going to make a call. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. But it's to call this fucking guy to tell him not to come, I guess, because Colin Farrell just knocked out a fucking couple at dinner, like it wasn't shit. So, hey, bro, and I kind of feel like she knew that guy wasn't really about that life mm-hmm. because the boyfriend shows up. Said, "What you do? You come to Bruges and fuck people's girlfriends?" And he's like, "I didn't know. I didn't fuck her." Ask her, I didn't fuck her. <laughs> it's fucking great. He turns around and he's like, he takes the gun from him almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes to shoot him and he's like, they're blanks in blanks. the <laughs> Fucking it's shoots in his eye. <laughs> I'm fucking blind. Was he skinheads? They're a fucking bunch of puffs now. <laughs> I know. And it goes back to Harry when he's sitting on the couch getting his gun. He's like, motherfucker, he blinded me. How'd he do that? He I was took, robbing him. <laughs> I was robbing him. He took my gun and blinded me with it. Well, I don't want to be that guy, but it kind of sounds, sounds like, like it's, it's all like, your yeah. fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> How you figure? Well, when you rob somebody, you're going with that intent, and you brought a gun without bullets in it, and then you let him take that gun from you and then blind you with it. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it's all your fucking fault. And he's like, I thought you wanted this guy dead. He goes, I do, but that doesn't change the fact that you're a fucking fag. <laughs> and he stands up and Yuri goes, I wouldn't respond. Right, right. <laughs> you think you're bad off with an eye missing, bro. This motherfucker going to take your whole life. Right. Like, so he kind of uses that guy as like a scout. Like, if you see this fucking dude. Let me know. I'm going to get him. That guy, Yuri, was pretty crazy. He kind of looks like, what's his name? He kind of looks like Andy Circus a little bit. A little, yeah. That's who I thought it was at first. I was like, where the fuck did they get Andy Circus for this? Like, <laughs> Wasn't he making a Hobbit movie or something? Um, fun fact, most of the people in this movie played in Harry Potter as well. Uh, that's what I was, I, I felt it. Yeah. yeah. Colin Farrell too? Yep. Yep. Well, Fantastic Beast. Yeah, Fantastic Beast, but yeah. Harry Potter, quote unquote. It's that world. Yeah. Damn, Voldemort. I don't think the girl did, though. No, no, no. I think she would. Her and the midget, I think, were the only two. Well, I should fucking find out he played one of the trolls in the bank. Shit, he probably did. Uh, You know, I wonder, did they use more puppets with Return of the Jedi? Or did you think it was like? No, it's all little people. It is? Yeah. Every one of them. All of them. Yep. None of them were puppets. I don't think so. Damn. Yeah, because apparently they got a lot of them. Same with like the Wizard of Oz. Did yeah. I tell you about that? What the Wizard of Oz? The the dwarves and Wizard of and Oz. And hung himself. No. Because I've heard that. No, they like assaulted, sexually assaulted. What's Judy Garland. Yeah. Like somebody said it on uh, the uh, Munchkins from Munchkin landed. Whitney Cummings said it on her podcast, so I had to look it up to see how if it was true. And yeah, yeah, it's true. Fuck the Yellow Brick Road is rough, dude. It is. Like that's a crazy fun fact. 
disturbing fact about that movie. I was, uh, don't call that a fun fact. That's yeah, an yeah. unfun fact. That's an unfun fact. You just ruined the Wizard of Oz for me, dude. I think I felt. When I, I can't tell it. my wife that shit. That's like her favorite movie from her childhood. Like, oh, I hope she listens to this. Then. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, vicious little fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Because the one in this movie, I just love his like racist rant. He's like, I'm, it's, it's gonna be a it's, fucking race war, man. It's gonna be white skins, blacks. <laughs> Did they call Pharaohs fucking with them? On the blacks. <laughs> Where do you suppose half makes his little go? With the blacks, of course. He's like, you know how much shit I've taken from black midgets. <laughs> but like when they he goes on that, and then that's when uh Ken's like, yeah, I've prostitutes, blow, and racist midgets. He goes, I think I'm going to call it a night, guys. Right. <laughs> call Farrell's like, yeah, I'm coming with you. And he goes to take the drugs, and the dude's like, hey, man, leave him. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, you don't know kung fu. And he fucking karate chops him in the fucking collarbone. It's hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> they have a great scene later on in the movie. Uh, when they're, when, because you think Colin Farrell's like, going to get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because like this girl really like gives him a reason to think that he's got something, you know, a reason to live, I guess, or to try to live. Mm -hmm. And um, they're sitting there talking and and it's really cool, really beautiful seeing that out there. And that like, I guess a town square is what it looked like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's There's a lot of gorgeous shots in this movie. Like I said, it definitely makes you want to go there. 100%. Just to see it. Right. And I don't know why they call it, there's two beers. So like Colin Farrell gets like, I guess like a lager Mm -hmm. when he drinks like a fucking Guinness or something. And then he calls what Ken drinks a faggot beer. Oh, yeah. He goes, I'll take a real beer and a faggot beer. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in it. A A lot of fun facts. Um. But when you get to that scene where he's about to kill himself and Ken stops him, Mm -hmm. Harry makes a great point at the end of the movie. He's like, so let me get this right. He goes, no, let me get this wrong. And then calls everything like, I told you to kill the fucking kid. You can't kill the fucking kid. You go to kill the fucking kid. He's about to kill himself. And you stop him. And you stop him. (laughs) Which sounds like it would have solved my problem. Definitely solved your problem. It would have solved this fucking problem. And he's like, but that's just the thing. It's like he he wants to do better. He wants a chance to go. And yeah, it's like, yeah. He killed a fucking kid. Principal. You know what I would have done if it was me? I would have put the gun in my fucking mouth right there on the spot and killed myself. Yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about. It goes through like morals. Like it really makes you think about how you feel when you're in each person's position. Exactly. Like Colin Farrell's character. Like, what would you do? All the shit you have to deal with. Um, and his partner, like if someone accidentally killed a kid, how would you handle that situation with that person? And then there's even Harry, like he says, you have to have principles. And he says, if it was him, he would have killed himself because it was something so horrible. And it, you know, it pays off in the end of the movie. So that's what I love about the movie. It really gets you like questioning your own judgments. Yeah. And because of this, that's what made me pick what I'm picking next. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you know how you like to connect them? I'm going to connect one. Yeah, because I started doing the, the trilogies where I already have them set up. And then you'll give me a movie. And I'm like, I really want to give him this next because it makes me think of this. So yeah. I leave it open-ended. 
But, uh, but yeah, so after that, Colin Farrell gets, or he gets arrested. He's trying, or Ken tells him, like, look, I'm supposed to fucking kill you, but I can't do it. Right. You need to go. Mm-hmm. Get on a fucking train and go back to Ireland. Don't tell me where it's going. Yeah. You don't know where it's going. Right. And while he's on the train, a cop walks up to him and goes, you hit the Canadian? <laughs> the Canadian? What the fuck are you talking about? He goes, you're Irish, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Good on you, man. You, I'm Irish. What about it? You hit the Canadian. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he points to the couple. And they're both standing back there with their black eyes. Of course, That's the Canadian. fucking asshole right there. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was funny. I really thought that they would be American. I thought so, too. Yeah. You know, because Colin Farrell keeps or. uh because the actor, the uh, the dwarf, he he keeps saying, "I'm American." Or they say, "Are you an American?" He's like, "Yeah, don't hold it against me." And he's like, "The one says, oh, I won't." And the other one says, "Well, I guess that's up to me, would it?" Or Colin Farrell says, "Well, I guess that's up to me, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, it just made me feel like they didn't really fuck with America. Most people out of America, outside of America, don't fuck with Americans. Especially like the French. The French hate us. Like I was gonna say, I feel like it's more in Europe. More than certain places. Yeah. But I feel like Australia doesn't care. I'm friends with a few Australians. Yeah. Um, They got their own shit going on. They don't really worry about That's what anybody. I'm saying. Like, they don't care about us. They got their own shit. And, like, you'd be surprised. Like, they're not with uh, how our stuff gets to them. Like, you know, they have social media and all that shit. So, I mean, they, they're caught up. But, like, getting stuff that we get, it's, uh, it's a little bit later oh, for yeah. them. It costs an arm and a leg to get anything you really want. Right. Cause like we got the Pokemon cards and the happy meals. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't get them until like three months after that. Right. So my buddies were opening up packs over there too. And I was like, Oh shit. But, um, and then I met some people from Sweden and they said, you can't even get Pokemon cards. They're so hard to find really? right now. Cause like scalpers, they said they'll go in and buy everything in the store mm-hmm. because like, it's not a big thing over there. So it's not regulated like, you know, you go to Target here, you can get two things, you know, Walmart, you can get two things, whatever. Over there, you can buy the whole lot. They can buy a whole lot because they're like, fuck, they've been sitting in here for months. Don't nobody care about this shit. Yeah, go ahead. But anyways, um, but anyways, I always thought that when he made the jokes, but like I would figure that was a good spot to make the uh, Canadians Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, that's the fucking asshole right there. <laughs> They're making Canada look bad right now. (laughs) But I guess you could say with the obesity, that's the American joke. Because he's like an American at heart. (laughs) (laughs) He's so out of breath. (laughs) And then then Ken walks back down and he's like, be careful. He's like, it's kind of narrow on the staircase. (laughs) Fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Because kid's like, what the fuck did you do to those people? He's like, I didn't do anything. He goes, this is fucking town. I told you. <laughs> it's shitty town. Makes everyone angry. <laughs> <laughs> He's so out of breath that they climbed the first fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the women are having to fucking chauffeur him to the stairs. <laughs> Dark humor at its best, man, because yeah. 
fucking heart again. He called Pharaoh, gave him the fucking heart attack. <laughs> he fucking ran from him and then he fucking climbed off. <laughs> and then when he probably saw how older and kid was and you know bigger kid was, he was like, fuck these assholes. I'm gonna make it to the top of these stairs, even if it fucking kills me. <laughs> Oh. I'm fucking done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is every time I watch that scene, I think of you because I know you'd get a kick out of it. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> so in the 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 movie, he accidentally kills a kid, and at the end, him and Harry are having the shoot off, right? right? And they go back to the hotel, and there's a pregnant woman there. And he talks Harry out of not having the gunfight there because of the pregnant woman. I feel like this is his redeeming arc. Well, like, that and then when he was going to kill himself, he gave all the money he had to her. And he said, this is for your baby. Exactly. You so know, he, like, he may have taken a life, but he's also saving a life right. in a weird way. So, And even when they're wheeling him after the shootout, he says, I was going to turn myself in. Or I was going to go to the mother of the kid and tell her, like, whatever justice she felt like I deserved. Right. I was going to let her do it. Well, we can talk about the uh, the ending. So oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get he, to the shootout. Let's he, do the shootout because it's a great scene, too. Yeah, it's a really um, good shootout. So Harry's like, all right. He goes, you don't make a fucking asshole out of me, man. He goes, if I come back and you're fucking hiding in a cabinet, I'm going to be blown. Like... <laughs> And uh, he's like, got it. And then they do the funny bit where they're like counting down. And she's like, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> and then Colin Farrell does the, uh, you know, the jump out the window. And I was like, man, he's going to get away, dude. That's what's up, dude. And uh, fucking Harry got that shot on him. He did. Skyper took his ass. Got him. Tw- got him once. Mm-hmm. And then got him again. On the set of the movie, because of course, like you say, great storytelling, great everything comes to a head in that the last act, that yeah. last scene, you know. Because uh, when him and the girl are hanging out uh, before Harry finds him, um, the dwarf comes and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you want to do you want to come to the movie? It's our last night shooting." He goes, "It might actually be good." Yeah, and he's like, "I ah, will. We'll catch you later." Well, they're laughing because he's dressed. Oh yeah, like he's a dressed fuck- like a schoolboy. Right, right, he's right. Like, it's for the fucking movie. Yeah. You know, it's and important he's, part. right. And he's like telling him like, he's like, I'm sorry about karate chopping you. That wasn't nice. And he's like, well, I'm not really that racist cocaine, man. <laughs> like, like he's blaming all the cocaine. Yeah, he's you like, know? sure you're not. <laughs> cocaine, man. But anyways, um, I also love the scene in the bar with Ken and him. And he's like, where'd you find? I didn't know they had prostitutes in Bruges. Yeah. You just got nowhere to look like a fucking brothel. <laughs> it's a good place to start. I love that he's no shame at all. Well, over there, it's not looked at like it is here, like Mm-mm. Amsterdam and shit. And Amsterdam. then she even has a great line. He's like, I didn't know they had a fuck prostitutes over here. She's like, yeah, that's why I came here. So I get a better price for my pussy. <laughs> She's just like straightforward with it. Cause like, that's a business over there. I watched a YouTube video on it. It was like a vice story about these guys that, um, it used to be all mafia ran mm-hmm. red light district in Amsterdam. Like you paid everything to these crime lords and they like sometimes killed the women. Sometimes they gave them money for doing all that. And sometimes it just, they, but anyways, they ran it like shit. Yeah. But there was a couple people that, um, they ran it the right way. Like they made sure the girls were safe and 
you know, we're seeing doctors and all that good shit. It's properly regulated, yeah. Right. Well, more of most people push the ele- that other, the mafia element out. That and, like, sending them to prison and shit like that. Well, now, this dude that, like, he was one of the first ones. He owns a fuck ton of them. And he now handed it to his son. Mm-hmm. And him and his son. Like, I think the dad's a little more gangster than they're leading on in the video. Because he's standing out there. And, like, almost everybody that walks by, like, shakes his hand. And is, like, you know, like, almost paying their respects. Like, because he's somebody to fucking respect. Right. But anyways, neither here there. But, but. They run it like a business over there. It's not looked at like that. He yep. goes, if anything, he goes, it's fun to look at. Tourists, they they come, obviously, not to do that because they're with their wives and shit like that. He goes, but they just like to see it because it's on, the it's on like, the landmark list. Like, you have to go to the red light district, you know. But that's why I said, like, you're like, oh, he's so open with it. But, like, over there, it's not it's not looked at like it it's is It's not looked here. down upon. It's not as much of a taboo here. Right. And I've heard stories about – Speaking of Australia, it's that way in Australia, too. It's like legal. Oh, really? Yeah. And regulated and everything. And uh, I was listening to somebody talk like his dad would just go out and get some pussy at a brothel. And his mom was there and she knew exactly what was happening. But that's just how they were. So it's just, you know, different strokes for different folks, I suppose. Um, Well, I mean, they have like not in Vegas, but like outside of Vegas, it's legal. Yeah. Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's made a fortune out there, dude. <laughs> I Those it. chicks have made a fortune. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but uh, not trying to turn this into an advocate for prostitution. I mean, it should be legal and regulated. It would save a lot of lives. It's getting there. Yeah. It's like everything else. Baby steps. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Qu- all the fun shit happens after we get married and have kids and like lives. <laughs> I just wanted to fucking go out and have fun, do drugs and hookers, man. But no, I gotta have a family. <laughs> of course, this would become legal after yeah. I got married. What's next? The fucking purge, bro. I miss out on all the good shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so back to the shootout. Back to the shootout. Mm-hmm. I got distracted with the bar scene, but it was hilarious. Um, because he's like, I stole four grams of coke off of him. He goes, Let me get a gram of coke. He's like. I only have four now because I did a gram on the way over. <laughs> so him and Ken just start doing blow. It's hilarious. And then they start partying with the dwarf and hookers. It's awesome, dude. Like, anyways, in Bruges. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't think I could go because I'll never be able to top that trip to Bruges. No, no. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? Even on my best, I ain't beating that trip to Bruges. I mean, we could take some drugs and find some brothels and make it our home. Yeah, but like I have to go home. That's the problem. Yeah, what stays in Bruges stay what happens in Bruges stays in Bruges. Is that is is, is that the European Vegas? Yeah. All right, 10 4. <laughs> um, so yeah, him and Harry are in this gunfight. He's right. running towards the set. <laughs> and he gets him again, shoots him through the back, which I didn't like, but yeah. it makes sense he's running. Yeah. So But he had got these guns, he got these bullets, bullets. from Yuri. And he called them dummy bullets, and they take your head clean off. Yeah, and they're called like, uh, head exploding bullets or whatever. And he's like, I know I shouldn't, but he takes the whole fucking box, <laughs> and uh, he hits him. And these bullets are so strong, it goes through Colin Farrell's stomach and takes the head off of the dwarf, mm-hmm. dressed in the dressed as a small child, like a school right. child. And Harry. Looks at down and Colin Farrell's just kind of like 
using the last bit of life to try to get over a chick on this guy because mm-hmm. he's kind of bonded with him over the last couple of days. Right. And uh, Harry thinks that he's crawling to him because he's a kid and he feels bad that a kid just died. Right. So then he gets what Ken was talking about that like you could do terrible things and still feel bad. Like you still want to be better. And then uh, like Harry has that moment of realization like I see. Like I know what you're talking about bro. Like I'm sorry. You know. And then he goes to put the gun in his mouth and Colin Farrell's like using the last of his breath to like no Harry. You don't understand. He's like you gotta have principles. And he blows his fucking head off right there in front of everybody. And then the stretcher comes, and then you see Chloe all distraught and, like, how much she really loved Colin Farrell after that couple days. And uh, it just kind of shows him fading out. And then that's what he said, that if I'd have made it through all this, I was going to go back to London because I knew there was Christmas presents that were going to get opened. It's a really good little monologue. And he's like, I would have told that mother if she wanted to kill me, I was ready. And if she wanted me to die in prison, I was ready for that, too. Yeah. But one thing is he keeps harping on like how much he hates Bruges, Mm. but it's not Bruges that he actually hates. It's this thing that he has to live with now. Yeah. This torment of accidentally killing a kid, you know, he hates himself. So it doesn't matter where he would have been at. He would have hated it because he's stuck in this like purgatory of because he hates himself. That's what I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you don't go to hell. Maybe you just go to fucking Bruges. Great fucking thing. And like I said, McDonough, I'm a fan now, bro. Yeah. Like between that and like I said, Seven Psychopaths isn't as good because it's way more fucking out there. Some of it I love. Like when uh, they introduce, um, what's his name? Tom, uh, him and his girl and they're killing serial killers. I fucking love that. Like that, they could make a whole movie about them too. Mm-hmm. And I would have watched that. I figure, isn't it just like Snatch except it's with a dog instead of a diamond? No. Oh. No, it's a little different. Oh, I see. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, Colin Farrell's writing a book. He's trying to write a book. And, um, I don't know why. Sam Rockwell is his best friend, Mm -hmm. who's obviously fucking nuts. And it means so much to him to help Colin Farrell write this book that like he starts going out and killing people. So give him motivate, like give him inspiration. Like he's like, Hey, did you hear about this guy that's murdering people and dropping like aces by them? Like the, you know, did you hear about that guy? And he's like, nah, he's like, but he's like, I guess that's one. He's like, I still need seven psychopaths. And then he knows Christopher Walken and he tells him about Christopher Walken. And then about the, and then the other guy calls him and says, Hey man, me and my girl, we did this. And, then at the end of the movie, you find out Sam Rockwell is obviously the fucking killer. And, you know, so he's Spoilers. This, you, you've seen it. No, I haven't seen it. What? I told you I started to watch it. Oh, my God, bro. You should have said something way before that. I didn't know you were going to spoil the fucking movie. I didn't say anything, did I? What did I spoil? <laughs> anyway, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't think it was as good. I don't think he does. Woody Harrelson's great in it, too. Is he? Yes. He is one of the seven psychopaths. <laughs> Woody Harrelson's great in everything. He really is, man. I want to watch Vin- uh, Venom 2 again just, just to see him carnage. Yeah. I wish it was better. And it's fun for what it is, I guess. No, it's not a perfect movie by any means. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the editing process of it 
got dropped the ball a little bit. Oh, he did this other movie. People keep talking about three billboards outside. They seen that. I haven't seen it either, but people said it's great. Like they really, really like it. He's two for two with me. So I give it a watch. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one out. But anyway, I'm giving it an eight, two. Oh yeah. Eight, two, man. Eight, two. <laughs> it's yeah. a highly recommended for me. Like it's a very, very diamond in the rough for some reason. It's not talked about as much as it should be. And I will say for a movie that did not have a lot of action, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The special effects were fucking on point, dude. Oh yeah. When he jumps out of the bell tower and hits that ground. God. Dude, the kid, dude, the fucking dwarf. Yeah. It the real deal. looks like half his head was blown off. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like they must've got some real deal horror guys in there to do that <laughs> makeup, man. Because it looked real. It yeah. did look real. Like the kids still, it probably gonna fuck with me tonight when I go to sleep. Like that shit was too fucking authentic looking. Mm-hmm. Breaks my fucking heart, man. So what did you decide to give me based on this movie? Ah, because of the code and like, you know, talking like this and feeling bad about what you've done and what you have to do. I'm giving you Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. I have that. I know. Well, if you didn't, I got it. So, yeah. well, I do have it, but yeah, I'm giving you Donnie Brasco. You know, I never seen it. What? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Donnie Brasco. It's like my fifth favorite mob movie. I, bu- I bought it. All intentions to watch it, just haven't gotten around to doing it. Yeah, it's my like it's my fifth favorite mob movie. Mm. I heard it's really good. I just it's not a Scorsese, but Pacino Pacino kills it. Yeah, Johnny Depp's pretty good at it too. This is one of the only movies you'll see in Johnny Depp's career that like he didn't outshine the other people in it. Mm -hmm. I feel like because Pacino kills it and um. Mr. Blonde, I don't know what we we just did this last week. I couldn't think of this guy's fucking Same exact Fuck. <laughs> Michael Madsen. Yes. Got it. All right. Sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, bud. Like, we can still be friends, right? Like, I love your movies. Just can never remember his name. Just can't remember your fucking name. It would sometimes. be funny if you came over here and you couldn't remember. Fuck. What is it? Craig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn? Fuck, I'm right there, dude. Give me a hint. How many letters? <laughs> we're playing hangman <laughs> yeah man solid fucking movie if you have not seen it you should definitely go see it and uh donnie brasco is another classic I, I'm, I'm i'm telling you man 2022 i'm on my year of gangster baby we're, yeah. we're on it would you ever uh so i watched a movie the other day and i was like nick will probably stab me if i give it to him but how would you ever feel about doing like high art movies very obscure high art movies like high like how like like how bad you ever seen Eraserhead by David Lynch I don't think so I think I've seen clips of it yeah and I probably wouldn't enjoy it no you'd probably it's up there with Stalker as like oh yeah slow yeah you you got that's the one word you didn't want to say (laughs) it's not three hours long though it's an hour and a half okay well that that's doable that's doable Cause I could shit on anything from an hour and a half, but three hours, I was like, I didn't even know where to go yeah. at a certain point. Like I was just lost. Like there was, there was a point watching that movie where I wasn't even, I wasn't even mad anymore. I was just upset. Like I was just like trying to figure out what I did wrong. Like, why were you this mad at me, bro? And then when I fucking, when you fucking told me you hadn't seen it either, I was like, bro, this was definitely one you should have skimmed through <laughs> before you fucking gave. <laughs> 
it's just I watched it erase her head and I was like, I oh, mean, I would love to talk about this movie, but I think Nick won't want to do the podcast anymore if I tried to do this. Nah, I mean, come on, bro. It's just a movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just one episode. But you can't hold it against me if I go shit on something you love. No, 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 no. If but I feel like it's just that bad. I'm like, just I'm just super curious about your take on these like high art movies because yeah. you're not in the headspace of like trying to figure out these obscure meanings and stuff it's like, i will be the first one to say that i was not good at it when we first started this yeah. like when I, when i first started when we started doing this the way i watched movies it was really difficult for me yeah now i've kind of kept an more open mind and you know what i mean i there's stuff in it that i can yeah, find neon demon you kind of grabbed some yeah things. some of it was cool yeah. you know and uh like I said, like I I love got good dialogue. I'm not like just a action junkie or anything. You know what I mean? Like I like good films too. Yeah. Um, but there is a difference. There is a difference. I feel like between a food, a movie and a film. Yeah. And there are great independent films. There are great art films, but there are bad ones too. Yeah. This so. is, it's just a razor head is one of those obscure movies that everybody loves this dude, David fucking Lynch, bro. They talk about his movies. Like they're the, like the, the gospel. Right. And a razor head and Mulholland drive are like top tier, just See, obscure. I feel like I've seen Mulholland drive, but I feel like it's been forever. It's been so long. You probably don't even remember it. Yeah, I'm going to do it one day. I just remember the title. That's like what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, David Lynch, like I said, I always hear about it. But yeah, I mean, if that's what you really wanted to do, I, I would do it for you. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure before I gave it to you, on, <laughs> I regretted it. But yeah, that's why I wanted to go with Donnie Brasco because I feel like a lot of the message in that movie, it's kind of twisted because of the way that the mafia looks at things. But at the same time, that's how they survived as long as they did. So right. it, it'll be, it, you'll get it when you're watching it. You'll get the word I'm talking about. I see. Um, so the other day I had like the day to myself and I decided to just watch a bunch of movies and I watched that movie, uh, collateral. That oh. is an amazing movie. Oh yeah. With Tom Cruise and Jamie yes. Foxx. Yeah, dude. That's like a, a that uh, is another like perfect script. That's a rare Tom Cruise like for me. Yeah. That goes on my like five Tom Cruise movies. A hundred percent. You should have given it to me instead of tell or thunder. Don't you dare say Talladega Nights. <laughs> I was going to. I fucking love Talladega Nights and Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, yeah. Days of Thunder is the serious version of Talladega Nights. <laughs> it really is. It's I was dramatic cra- telling. I was cracking up because I was like, that's where we're fucking... That's, that's where that's all where of that... That's from. literally Will Ferrell was smoking weed at USC in 1997. <laughs> it's said, I'm going to remake this fucking movie, bro, but I'm doing it as a comedy. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. fucked up by trying to do it serious. But Collateral was so good. It's like such a good script. I loved that movie. I don't know if we'll do it on the podcast. I just wanted to gush about it for a second. I'd watch that movie again. It's yeah, been a while. I know so I own good. it. Um, and then I watched that adam project yeah everybody keeps talking about it it looks kind of eh. your kids would like it yeah. i would i would let your kids watch it i love ryan reynolds don't get me wrong yeah. but it just doesn't look like something i'm I'm not into the whole time travel with myself type deal like you, i got enough of that with marty mcfly i'm good all right you wouldn't care for it but your kids i would definitely let them watch it they would i think they would get a kick out of it's it. free bro so i'll it's watch on it. netflix i saw red notice and mm-hmm. i mean i didn't think that was the greatest movie ever made but like people fucking love it they're making another one yeah it, it, there's a lot of good stuff in it i just i don't have a kid to like right. be like hey you should watch this so i watched that in canto mm-hmm. it's a really good movie is it yeah, we don't talk about Bruno, bro. We don't talk about Bruno. 
You gotta watch it. It's good. I'll have to check it out. But anyway, I just wanted to. My daughter and me will sing that shit all day. <laughs> it was a wedding day. <laughs> oh, um, so the wife, I was having a shit day. So the wife decided to take me out to Viper Video over in Tampa. Shout out to Viper Video. If you're in the Central Florida area, go over to Viper Video. Check That's where uh, Massacre does their thing stuff. They um, used to be Grindhouse Video, but they moved and this guy kind of took over his own little thing. So Sweet. We drove out there and we bought a bunch of movies. Were they like expensive? No, they were like basically going to the swap meet with you, except they're just not wet. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) I got AI. So you don't get the free water. The free water? You don't get the free water on them. (laughs) No. No, No, they were pretty good. Like he had deals like three for five or something like that or five for three or something like that. But I picked up a few good movies. I got Ronan, the one with uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, I I've been wanting movie. to watch it. I haven't seen it. It's a good one. I got AI because Stanley Kubrick wrote it and Steven Spielberg directed it. So I'm super curious to check that out. Um, what else did I get? Oh, the wife got. Um, oh, I got 13 Ghosts. Man, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok about 13 Ghosts. you never seen it? I have seen it. Uh-oh. I just didn't think it was that great, but I loved. I thought the ghosts looked cool as the shit. The ghosts looked cool as yeah. shit. Yeah, I really adored it when I seen it. I don't. I'm not huge in horror, but I really like Thirteen Ghosts, and then Us. Oh, that's a weird one. Yeah, I watched scary. like half of it, and I had to turn it off. Really? Yeah, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, when that little girl with that raspy voice. <sighs> yeah, that shit fucks me up. The kid melted his mouth and shit, dude. It's a weird one. Yeah. I'm excited for his new one, though. Oh, the one about the aliens? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he always has to have social commentary, so I'm like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do with this? Black Cowboys. <laughs> At first, it starts off like it's going to be like- A know, normal like, fucking, right? yeah. And then next thing you know, man, he puts that little Jordan twist on it, mm-hmm. that little Jordan Peele twist. Yeah. I'm excited to, to watch that one. I just wish he would go back to comedy, man. No, nah, I like he it does, more. He does great comedy, too. Him and, and Keegan need to get back together, man. Yeah. I think they both belong in comedy. I mean, you can't deny Keanu is fucking hilarious, bro. If you don't fuck with Keanu, I don't fuck with you, because that movie <laughs> is hilarious, bro. Is it stupid as shit? Yes, but it is funny as fuck, dude. Their whole show was like that, man. It's really like an hour and a half long version of King and Pill. That's true. I yeah. love it, dude. <laughs> it's like David, Dave Chappelle said, you know. I seen two guys doing my show. Yeah, I mean it's true, but I mean I feel like they kind of they pandered a little more. Oh yeah, you know well they I'm had saying? to, yeah, yeah, like they had to play ball, or they didn't, they didn't mind playing ball, or at least on paper it didn't look like they mind playing ball as much. Right. But Dave is going to be the goat because Dave was doing things that people were afraid to do. Mm-hmm. Still, even to this day, yeah, because he gives no fucks. I was about to say, man. Now, I know that people are going hard on him right now, and and y'all think that he's just like this terrible guy. But if comedians can't say what they want, then freedom of speech doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you can't censor people because if it's a joke, even if you don't fucking agree with the joke. You still have to respect the fact that he said it. You're whatever, you know, whatever. You don't have to like it. You don't have to watch the special. But to cancel the man's whole fucking career because of one joke, like, that's insane, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But. Like you said, he'll always be the goat, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't take out what that man's done for comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But anyways. Anyway. Next week, Donnie Brasco, man, it's gonna be a good one. Oh yeah, till then. My worst I might wear suit. Oh yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> till then. <laughs>